This is episode 175 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Bastia, and I want you to recall a time where you wanted your staff to do something. You thought that you actually understood that you gave out all the instructions, but for the life of you, you can't understand why they cannot just do what you want. Well, guys, today I have a guest on that is going to help solve this problem and a lot more that you might not have even realized that you had. If you're in the mastermind, you may have heard of her. If you've been to paradise, you may have met her. But she has been changing pet sitters' lives left and right for the past 60 days. So I had to exploit her, yes, exploit, on this podcast and give her all to you. Without further ado, Liz Illig, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm excited too because you have quickly become one of my favorite people and I just know that our listeners are in for a really good treat. And guys, I'm not just saying that. Liz, why don't you give us a lowdown on who you are, what your background is, and let the listeners know who you are. I am Liz Illig, and I actually own five pet grooming businesses, actual storefronts, brick and mortar, in the Phoenix area. And I've been able to expand to five locations in the last six and a half years. Five locations in six and a half years. Yes. It's been rapid, rapid growth. (laughs) And we first met when you had just started all of this and you just had that one location. Yeah. You came to see me at like my first storefront Mm -hmm. and I was running the shop. I originally was the open and closer. Wow. So a lot of our listeners kind of know what that means to be putting in 12, 14, 16 hour days even and running themselves into the ground. So what changed for you there? Like, how were you able to jump out of that first one and start that second one? So what really happened is I was the operator. I literally ran these storefronts from start to finish. I had to wear a lot of different hats as I started to grow and I could hire more people. I came to this place of like, okay, I want to grow, but I don't know how to grow. Right. And I'm sure a lot of your audience feels that way. And so it's really deciding how you're going to delegate. But here's the thing, before you delegate, it has to be documented in that process of how can you even delegate if you don't even know what the process exactly is. And so that's what I started to do after my second location. And that's where I tell people like this nightmare occurred. So what was that nightmare? You told us a story in the mastermind and at Jump Into Paradise here in Scottsdale when everyone came to that mansion about there was a phone call you got and someone was standing in front of the person on the other side of the phone. Can you tell us about that and the horror? Yeah. The nightmare occurred. (laughs) I literally was driving from my first storefront that was running so smooth because I built it, right? (laughs) Like I was the mastermind of like building this empire. Yeah. And so I was driving from my first storefront to the second storefront and my first storefront manager calls me with a question. 
And while I'm talking to her and walking her through the process, the process I didn't have documented, first off, (laughs) my second store manager calls me as I'm driving to her storefront. She doesn't even know I'm coming. And she has the exact same problem. And the client was standing right there. And I'm like literally driving. I'm mortified. I'm putting one person on hold. Then I'm also trying to walk the second manager through. Like it was a complete nightmare. So I had to like figure out the first nightmare at one shop. Then I had to call the second manager back. And it literally became like this place of like, I failed. Yeah. And so I want to break that down really quick because I think a lot of people can relate to that. One, why was it a nightmare? Why did it make you feel that way? What was the situation? And what did it take inside of you to realize that the introspective part, like that I failed instead of that, why can't you just know what to do and like make it about them? Can we break that down for a second? Well, as owners and wearing a different, a lot of different hats, we feel we have our ducks in a row. We feel like we can always put out the fires, but I promise you, as you start growing, you're never going to be able to do that fully. And so you have to come to that realization and go, oh crap, that's actually on me, right? Mm -hmm. Like as owners and CEOs, we have to own up to that yeah, and just feel what that feels in order to even change and make a shift. And that really was like, I'm like, I literally cannot continue business as is. I want to be the head honcho and I want to make all the decisions, right? I thought, (laughs) but as you get bigger and like I have five storefronts, I literally can't be everything for everybody. It's mentally exhausting. And here's the thing. People also don't want to have to call me every single hour to ask a question. And that becomes super annoying. And I had so many people bothering me. And I know that sounds selfish, but they were bothering me. Like I literally was like trying to like build my empire. And then I have these like little dinky calls and then it makes my brand look horrible because my employee doesn't know what's going on. Like I failed these people. Yeah. And to this day, I regret that. Like I didn't have my ducks in a row. And that's why I tell people like, even when you're starting out, start getting your ducks in a row so that you're ready. Because I had to like literally go back and like have all these issues and I've learned from it. So people don't know what they don't know, right? So what would be the first step when our staff or the people that we've hired to represent us, it dismantles, it falls apart. You're like, you get frustrated. How do we get past that frustration and really decide like, wow, is it something I'm doing? Is it a process problem? Is it a people problem? How do we change that mindset? Because I think in the endless, it really is a mindset Because I see it online all the time. People are just complaining about, I can't believe they didn't know what to do. I can't believe this didn't happen. Well, yeah, it's in the manual. Yeah. And the manual is so big. So that mind shift switch, how did that happen for you? Was it your drive to build that empire? Yeah, it was the drive, but it was also me wanting to empower the other people around me. Mm, Because when you start empowering people they start feeling a part of the culture. So then it's not a people problem, right? There's always a culture and people problem. That's Uh when I try to help and strategize people's businesses, they have a people and a culture problem. Yeah. And it's finding a way for the system to work without a person having to keep them accountable. Like systems should work on their own. And Mm -hmm. so when you start deciding how you're going to train that person, what the expectation is, and really having like the fundamental things about your business, 
everything changes because those people feel empowered. And that's why I always tell people, I did all of my employees a total disservice at the beginning. Like I was a small mom and pop shop and I did a disservice to them. I'm sure they didn't want to have to call me, but then they also felt like I was a quick reference. Well, I don't have time to be a quick reference. It's not humanly, physically possible to be that for five storefronts at this point. So it came to a place where like, I literally had to decide, am I going to stay small or am I going to grow? And what measures do I have to take in order to grow? And to this day, I'm sure some of my employees have mixed feelings about what I'm just saying, because, you know, I had to make a decision. And what does that look like? And I took the road of, I'm going to create this empire and this is how I'm going to do it. Uh huh. So I know some people listening might say, well, I have a handbook and I have a manual and they might've even gotten it from me. Right. And so they might be like, well, I invested all my money in this. I have it kind of written down. So why isn't it working? So Liz, can you expand on what the difference is between a handbook and a training manual versus having processes and systems written out step-by-step? So a manual, it's a must-have for any business. Like you have to start somewhere and a manual provides that foundation for your business. It makes you credible. Then you need training manual right? And you can have both of those and you need both of those and they work hand in hand. But where it comes into what a process is, is something completely different. You cannot assume those two things are going to create a process. You need to step up and look at your business as an overhaul and decide based on what you already have, those two foundations, how you're going to break it down into a process. And what I mean by a process is how to take payment from a client, right? How to use your CRM system, right? How are you going to teach that? In walking through with an employee or a contractor of this is step one. And then sometimes step one, you got to go into like a B and so A. Let, let me interrupt you right there because I, I really want to dig down on this. So in the handbook, it might say, okay, in order to get your schedule every day, Liz, you're going to log into precise pet care and see your schedule. And you need to check your email every single day. And that's what might be in your handbook. Okay. But if we're going to take it and make it a process, what does it look like? Step by step information on how to access, how to view what you have to do as, you know, employee or contractor to make it actually happen. Because that manual's creating the foundation, right? It's saying this is what the business stands upon. Here's what we use. This is the model. This is the method, but that's not the process. Yeah. And that's why people are like, oh, I'm going to buy this and it's going to like be everything. You have to make it be something. Yeah. Right. But you have to have it because you're a business. <laughs> because I would imagine you can't really make a process unless you have the method, right? It's like drilling it down into the finite granulars. Yes. So you get this big rock mm-hmm. and then you make like little rocks out of it, which is like your handbook yeah. and manual. And then you're making it into the granular of the step-by-step that anyone can walk in and go, Oh, okay. This is how I get into precise pet care. This is how I see my schedule. This is how I request time off. This is how I update the journal or the client notes. Am I on the right track? 
Yes, those are all the things that you have to have, but it has to state it somewhere that you're going to use it. You can't just like pop a process out. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have to be able to guide them through an experience, I say, right? As, As much as we give our clients an experience, you need to give the people that you work for an experience. An experience is walking them through a handbook, a training manual, processes, policies, whatever you got to support you, right? All those things support you. And here's the cool thing about when you build out processes and you get them on paper, you can make them fun. You can turn them into infographics. You can turn them into videos, really quick videos. There's so many cool ways because we have to remember people learn all different kinds of ways and we can't assume people learn one way. Here's another thing. Don't assume people know how to critically think. Mm -hmm. I I love it because we go, they don't have common sense. (laughs) Like they don't. don't. So how are we going to support it? You know, what's Mm -hmm. common sense to you might not be common sense to me. So what I'm hearing you say, Liz, is that we're clarifying the foundation of the business because even though pet sitting and dog walking is all pretty much the same, I mean, you had your business too. You have a pet sitting side to it, but that doesn't mean it ran the same way mine did or someone else's Mm -hmm. who you've helped. So you're clarifying that foundation. You have something to work with and then you're strategizing the process. Can you talk to me more about, well, what do you mean strategy? It's step one, step two, step three, but like how, how do you strategize your process, Liz? So when I get on calls with my clients, I have them literally spill out their process right? And sometimes people don't even know what their process is because they don't have a process, right? (laughs) So we look at defining what they want their process to look like. Uh And that's where we can start adding in different elements of how to get to their common goal, right? So adding in things to spice up their business. And that's really where strategy comes along. And, you know, we think, oh, we're the business owner where we can create these ideas. Sometimes People need a push to say, okay, like, do you have a new client welcome packet? Right. And they're like, what? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, so let's strategize what that experience is going to start looking like. Take somebody through once they sign up with you. Is it easy for them to book online with you? Is setting up a meet and greet easy? Probably no. And if the answer is no, you need to start having some strategy to enhance your experience. And that's where businesses are getting this wrong, where they're not looking at it from both sides, internal and external. And so, you know, for me, I work with clients saying, okay, you look really good on paper from the outside, but what are your internal processes? And let's look at those and let's, whether it be a client or an employee or contractor, the experience should be the same. You should be spending the same amount of time. And a lot of that takes some strategy and being innovative and deciding what can make you stand out. So one thing that I've been working with a lot of your pet sitters on is looking at their employee training manual has great information, but let's take that to a next level and build out some assessments that go along with it. Let's look at what the handling and safety protocols are for your business and what makes your business. And that's where a lot of strategy comes involved because people are like, oh, it's just a pet sitting company or I do this. It's like, no, there's a secret sauce for how you're successful. And we need to get that on paper and really start strategizing of like even how to like level you up. You know, over the past couple of months, as you have just naturally helped 
almost a dozen people now, you and I have chatted about it and how interesting it is and how different everybody is. And it's really cool because I think at the end of the day, we think that we're the same, but it's so drastically different, that experience. And a little bit ago, I came out with a blog about why Rover's beating the professional pet sitter it got a lot of views because people don't like that word, the R word, but it's true because, you know, when you're talking about processes, Rover's a tech company, they've landed that. Like I'm a busy mom. I have a million things going on. I want to get pet care and I'm going to go with the path of least resistance. And so I love that you just brought up like, how easy is it to sign up with you? And how easy is it to schedule a consultation? You know, like, I want that instant gratification. I want that quick win. And oftentimes I see our processes hold us back. Liz, I know that you know this already, but I want to tell our listeners in the mastermind, we signed up about 10 different companies and over an hour and a half, we went through every single one of their signup processes as if we were a new client. We got on Zoom, we saw it on the screen and it was amazing because we maybe had like three or four systems that people had, but we had 10 people. And just because someone used the same system, some of them were really easy the way they set it up. And some of them were really like difficult. And like, I needed to get emailed instructions on how to sign up as a client. And it was just like, holy cow. And it was partially the software. It was partially because of the way they had it set up. But these are the things that you're talking about. It's the experience. And if you really think of a lot of the stuff in society now and really think about the experience, you guys, that you're having with companies every single day, you don't even really consciously understand that experience. And to that point, and I'm going to stop talking, it's the same thing for the people that work for you. Why would I want to work for a company that is all over the place and that I don't know the expectations and I don't know where to go when I need answers? It's frustrating and it could lead to a lot of employee turnover. Am I right? You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, and that's the thing. When I talk with people, they're like, I just can't retain people. So it's literally looking at like your processes, yeah. <laughs> right? Looking at what you have in place. And then also looking, you know, we're in such a tech space. There's yeah. so many cool things that a lot of these CRMs can do, which business owners don't even know about. So a lot of the time I get into the back end and I'm like, Hey, here's what you can do. Right. You know, I'm that person that can push you a little bit further than you thought was even possible. And that's what I like to tell people is like, you don't have time to do that. And so I can be the researcher. I'm the implementer. And that brings me so much joy to say, okay, hey, we're going to take this like process of 15 and move it to five and your clients are going to be so much happier. You good with that? Cool. Got it. Right? Like simple. One of my favorite expressions from you, and you have this hand movement to it that I don't even know if you know. And if you guys are watching the video of this, you've seen her do it already, but she, but Liz just goes, I'll take care of it. And she just like throws her hand up in the air. And it's the cutest thing because she's just like, I'll take care of that. Don't worry. And she gets so excited about helping my clients. And you guys, I'm not trying to sell her. I don't get any like kickback for this. This is just someone that I love being able to drop at your feet because she knows her stuff. And not only does she know the actual stuff that she's doing, but she knows our industry. Like, it's not like, wait, so you do what? You go into people's homes and huh? And you know, like, so it's really uncanny. I love it. So Let's talk about bringing this process to life. You already touched on a little bit of it though, but can you help me understand the whole concept of how people learn differently and why 
maybe a 60 page handbook that you just give to people. They look at it once and never look at it again or can't find things in it again. How do we bring this process to life? How do we make it exciting? How do we do ongoing training with it? So you nailed it. It's really ongoing training. So it's literally looking at what did you teach them originally? Uh What did that process look like, right? Because you're going to onboard them and you're going to onboard them correctly based on having an outline. And what I tell people about following a process is when you hire somebody, make them responsible for gathering the information, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to provide that with an outline format. So you're going to energize them saying, hey, here's the following things that you need to learn in this course of time and throw it back at them, right? They came to this job. They are expected to learn and reach out. And so that's where you're going to create an outline. So like you've taken this process and like a hiring process and you've simplified it, right? You're not like going to sit down with them for like a full day and just like vomit words out. Like that's not fair to anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, or like go read this like 60 page no, not appropriate, right? Like in an ideal world, that would be great if you could sit them behind the desk and pay for them for an eight hour day and like read. They're not going to retain anything, right? So you have to make this very interactive and that's what processes do. But I am a huge fan of like lifelong learning. So I've been helping clients build out literally this month, hey, we're going to cover this. The following month is going to be on safety, right? Literally, like, engage your people on a monthly basis. We engage our clients on a monthly basis, right? Based on topics. I hope so. Marketing umbrella, right? I mean, those are things. Like, we're constantly engaging our clients. Why are we not engaging our people that work for us to keep them, you know, but but that's a whole other process that you have to dial into to ensure that you as the owner are feeding into your people. I love that so much. Now... Okay, Liz, about keys, okay? Because there's so many different ways to do keys. And I know that you've talked to some of my clients about this and helped iron this out. What's the difference between if I were to sit down, assuming that I had all the hours in the world, which none of us do, but let's just say I had the time to sit down and actually do all of this. What is the proper tone and style that this stuff should be written in and why. And I'm leading you towards this whole technical writing thing that, you know, my handbooks and training manuals have been written technically by a technical writer like yourself. But for those who might not have ever heard this term, can you kind of give us a compare and contrast about what they are and why it's so important to have it? So technical writing. So if we're talking about a lockbox, right, and a key, right? You would add in that process, literally detailing first to the client what the expectation is, right? And here's an example. If you have a preferred lockbox, you would literally put an image of the lockbox with a link. And that's going to be your first process, right? Literally buy now, right? And then you also want to explain yourself to the client of why this why you're doing this, right? And the consistency of it. But then when it comes to the employee, you also need to create a process of like why, how to access it, right? Where it's going to be, right? And you literally have to walk people through, right? And if it were me, I would go to somebody's house and do a video, right? I can watch a video within like 20 seconds of where the lockbox is, how to access it, what's the protocol, right? 
how to enter the house, making sure, you know, you put the key back in a lockbox, you move the locks around, you know, I mean, you have to be very detailed. And when I say detailed, it's limited words. <laughs> like you have to get rid of word vomit <laughs> and literally get it out within like one sentence, if that, mm-hmm. because people can't follow paragraphs when it comes to directions. I often give that example of like, I bought a new toaster oven and I got it the other day and I opened it and I'm like, I have such an short extension. I can't function. Like I want to use this. I just plug it in and I want it to work. Right. So then I like literally went to YouTube and found out how to work it in 20 seconds. Right. So like, yes, I can go to the manual, right. Or the process of it, but you have to be clear on your messaging, whether it be to the employee contractor and to the client about the process. So does this mean we should or shouldn't have things in the middle of a sentence in bold or underlined or italicized or exclamation marks or descriptions or our own thoughts about why we do it? Should there be any why involved in any of this? No, it's your process and there doesn't need to be a why. Thank you. I think that's so important and it's really hard because it's I mean, this is our baby, right, Liz? Like, this is our business. We're so excited about it. It's so hard to get out of our own head and be in fact mode and be in that technical writing mode. Because, you know, we're maybe on our blogs and we're trying to be all descriptive and cute and draw it out. And then we switch to here and it's a whole different kind of thing. And let's face it. We really weren't ever taught this in school either. Never. It's a total disservice because most people have to write instructions. I don't care who you work for, right? Or walk people through processes and people don't know how to do it. And it becomes word vomit. And that's what I tell people, like literally keep it short, simple. Anybody should be able to come into your organization. Like if you get hit by a bus tomorrow and I'm, I'm serious about this. If something horrible happened to you and you could not run your business, could somebody come in today or tomorrow and follow process, Mm -hmm. not manual, all that, right? They can then get to that to like understand the foundation of the business and how it runs but can they follow a process clearly based on what your expectation is? And your expectation is your secret sauce. So every pet sitter might have the kind of the same business, but they're not the same. Everybody does accounting differently. Everybody has their different client experience. Everybody has different core values. They have different things. Mm -hmm. I can hear exactly what you're saying because when I spent six months, eight to 10 hours a day in NICU and I had my pet sitting company running, I had 10 employees and sure I was actually planning and I had brought in an office manager because I knew I was going to have a baby. I didn't know I was going to have her three months early and be in the hospital for six months and then full-time nursing for a year in my house and all these battles. But what I had to do is I had to write it all out step-by-step because I couldn't be on the phone or on my email in the middle of the baby ICU, which is NICU. And that also is why I was so drawn to you in the initial stages of getting you in the mastermind and stuff, because there is going to be a time, listeners, where you need to step out of your business, whether it's to go to Hawaii to save your marriage because your husband's about to divorce you or wife because you're working too much, or God forbid something happens to you or a loved one, 
all of this hard blood, sweat, and tears that you're putting in right now, you do not want to just have to walk away from your business because there's no legs to stand on. Now, Liz, something that I learned when I was in NICU is that the process is never finished. So let's talk about how even though you might have a process down or you think you do, that it needs to be tested and it needs to be updated. It needs to be looked at. Like, why isn't it ever done? Because your business continues to change and it should change and it should adjust. And as you grow, you want it to change. And I tell people processes are a living, breathing document and never assume it's over. And it's important when I coach people is to literally ingrain, whether it be once a year, you go into your own business, even if you're not even hardly involved anymore, you go in and you follow your processes and you update your processes and put people in your organization to update processes with you. Because here's the thing, tomorrow you might update something and you forgot to update it in your process. It happens. It's human error. But we need to find time once a year to evaluate our processes. And here's the thing with that. If you do your own or you hire somebody, you need to ensure that you keep the same voice. And what I mean by that is if somebody else within your company or organization updates it and they start having word vomit, (laughs) your process is broke. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. You have to be super clear and have that same voice and messaging throughout your whole entire company and not get into the nitty gritty and mess it up because it won't be uniformed anymore. Mm-hmm. And people forget that. People are like, oh, I'm just going to add the sentence. But is that sentence even irrelevant for somebody to work through that process? Maybe not. Something that you just said, I hear in the Facebook groups a lot, like someone will come to the Facebook group with a problem and then someone else will read that problem and be like, oh my gosh, I need to put that in my manual. So they'll reactively throw something in their manual, but there won't be a process behind it. And they are very reactionary. They don't look at the whole picture, but they think that just because it's in the manual, it's never going to happen in their business. So I think that's something really important to kind of think about. You guys... This episode is probably one of the most valuable episodes I've done in the 170 plus episodes I've ever done. Liz, seriously, this stuff, and I see this as a coach too, because it's a process breakdown, you know? And at the end of the day, all of our businesses are different, but at the end of the day, it is pet sitting, dog walking, house sitting, training, grooming, all that stuff, right? And it's not like rocket science, okay? So it takes that technical thinking and that slowing down enough and sometimes hiring someone outside of your ecosystem to have a fresh eyes and a bird's eye view and someone who lives, eats, sleeps, breathes this. So as I say that, Liz, can you help our audience understand what it's been like to work with the dozen or so mastermind members that have contracted with you and what that looks like? You said at the beginning that they kind of tell you everything. I want you to explain what that looks like because I've even been through that process with you I got all my Better Marketing with Bella systems done because I was like, sign me up. What does that look like? So Liz, I come to you and I say, I don't know what I don't know, but I think I need you. Yep. 
And a lot of people want this because they eventually want to get out of their business from yeah. a really operational, right? This yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to like leave your business. This just Or you just want to hire an office manager, right? Yeah. So you have to set your business up for that and you have to spend the time documenting. So what it looks like, somebody says, hey, Liz, I need an SOP, standard operating procedures. I need you to look at the operational aspects of my business. Yeah. So what I do, we sign up, we jump on a kickoff call. And here's the thing. All you got to do, you got to give me two to three hours. Two to three hours? Yep. That's all. What do you mean that's all? (laughs) I'm a busy person. I don't have two to three hours. You know, and here's the thing. People send me supporting documentation before. They send me everything they have. I create an outline and then I literally go through your whole entire business. That alone is so amazing to me because I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten on with people where you have homework or you send it. And they don't even look through it. <laughs> no. And that's why this call is really important because here's the thing. If I just told you to like record something, tell me something a little bit about your business or send documents, I'm not understanding you and your business and yeah. understanding your voice and what you want your business to be. It's really like a coaching strategy call, right? Yeah. That I'm giving you, you know, and you get to kind of give me input. And then from there I record it. And then that's where like the magic occurs. So within like usually two weeks, I have a first draft. So I literally have taken our whole entire conversation and literally put it on paper with new strategy. And here's the deal. People are like, what are you going to offer? I'm like, well, I'm going to offer you all this based on the proposal. But like when I'm on these calls, you should hear me. I'm like, <laughs> like, got it. Nope. Nope. You know, I do my little thing and it's taken care of. It's, it's that hand flip. And it's like, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of it. I got it. Because it's my true honor to make sure that all of the people I work with are in really, really good hands yeah. and feel like they're getting a final product. And sometimes after the first draft, they're like, Hey, I want to adjust this. And so I work with people to make sure that they're really, really happy with their final project, whatever that takes me. So after the first and second draft of going back and forth with the client, I then start creating some infographics and really bringing a lot of your content to life. And what I mean by that is you have a cool checklist. It's going to be branded. It's going to be identified as yours. And so it's easy workflows, right? You can take a simple workflow and put it on a diagram and literally put it in front of somebody and they'll never forget what that diagram looked like. As a proud business owner, I can only imagine how many people are standing a little bit taller now once they receive these diagrams and these infographics, because that does bring it to life. That makes you feel so confident and so professional that you have this new confidence when you're actually training people. You're not wondering if they're retaining the information because you have these diagrams and these guides that they can go over. And like you said, and you and I just took a memory class together and you could talk to people and what was it like 20% they remember, but it goes all the way up to 60% when they can see it and hear it. So, I mean, let's just talk about, (laughs) I guess we don't have to talk about it. We already did, but the retention of that and the excitement for you or your office manager or your trainer in presenting this information of how your culture, your company works. Oh, that gets me excited. Well, and the thing is, is as business owners, we work really, really hard to show up and show up for our clients and show up for our contractors, employees, whatever they are. And this just takes you to a whole nother level. Like when you present this to your staff, they're going to be like, 
how did this happen? Like, did you write this? And I'd say, yeah, I mean, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who wrote it. It is your voice and it's your representation of your business. So that is something to feel super proud of, whether you hired somebody or not. It's literally getting it done and literally leveling you up to a different playing field where you could go on a vacation. And here's the deal. You should to make sure your systems and your practices (laughs) work right? That's what I tell people. I'm like, yes, they're in place, but do they actually work? And that's like a part where people have this hesitation of like, yes, they have it all together, but now you need to test it and you need to be not available to your people so that they can work through it. And that was a really hard thing about my business. As I started growing it, I started knowing my clients really well. And I'm sure your people the same. Sometimes you have to cut the cord. Yeah. And you got to entrust in people and you need to empower the other ones around you to make good decisions. And they make really good decisions based on you having your manual, your hiring, your processes in place. And with all of that, you should feel very confident to let your business loose for a period of time, making sure it's in good hands. Because here's the deal. If you keep everything up here, you're never going to to make a shift and allow your business to grow and you will be stuck. Yeah. I love that whole point. I feel like we need to make you a logo kind of like I have my be the destination. We need to make you one that like has your hand up and saying back off. (laughs) And I think that's going to become your new motto. That's what I'm hearing as we're doing this (laughs) coming to stickers near you because it's right. And I feel like a lot of us as business owners, myself included, and I'm sure you too, our initial reaction is to jump in, save the day or be like, I can do this. I'll just take care of it myself without actually backing off and allowing the processes either to be updated, rewritten or created so that you can back off and they can take over. Liz, as we come to a close here, I know that you have a free download for people and this isn't one of those cheesy like let me get your email so I can spam you. It's truly so like what we were just saying, you can retain 60% of this and you can actually see what Liz is talking about. Liz, what do you have for our audience? Yeah. So what this download is, is it's going to show you all the hats that you possibly wear in your business and literally start looking at those hats and dissecting what each hat is because that's what's going to be your process. That's how you're going to build your process. If this shows accounting, you're going to say, how was your accounting done? You know, it's going to walk you through starting. It's basically a brain dump for you. Already completed. You just need to add the information, that secret sauce of your business that allows you to understand that I've done your basic brain dump. And with that, you can start building out SOPs in regards to that, because you already have the brain dump, you kind of already know what needs to be, but this is going to take you kind of to the next level to really identify and make sure that you're on the right track. Because once you start writing the processes out for some of this, you can start delegating it the way you want it. That's exciting. And I was actually looking for it because I wanted to rattle it all off. So you guys understand, because people are like, oh, well, I have accounting and I have training and I have client onboarding and I have employee onboarding. No, 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 no. This list is massive. Maybe I didn't find it. 
But I love the brain dump that you... Oh, here it is. Business contacts, handling referrals, general services, office contacts, core values, mailing cards, lost and found, cold calling support, greeting customers, holiday promotions, how to do your CRM, how to use them efficiently, what services you offer, what programs you offer, community offerings, brand consistency, website, social media process, content creation process, SEO process, staff coverage, chain of command, cleaning, daily recap, culture and... There's another half of a page. So you guys, if you're ready to get serious about your processes, do this brain dump, get this download, do this brain dump. And if you're really daring, I highly recommend a gazillion times to reach out to Liz and just have a call with her and see if she can help you. I have a feeling that after this podcast, you're going to have a wait list because I know you're already working on like a dozen people right now. So yeah, Liz, I'm going to give it back to you. You can let people know how they can start cyber stalking you. Yes, for sure. So my <laughs> website is lizilling.com, L-I-Z-I as an igloo, L-L-G.com. It can be found on Instagram where I literally live and give really fun, helpful tips. And that is going to be Liz, L-I-Z dot I-L-L-G. So follow me there, go to my website. It's super easy. Book a call with me. Um, a 30 minute discovery call, just kind of like, it's a time for you to pick my brain. I can give you some really cool ideas in 30 minutes of things to elevate you from a strategy perspective, but also looking at ways where I can help you build out these processes. What's a process? What's a workflow? What is this going to look like for my business? And, and really tell me what your goals are. And we can break those down of like how we can obtain them building systems in your business. I love that so much. And she really does live out her life on IG. And she also has Instagram accounts for all five of her dogs and her adorable garden that I'm so jealous of in her backyard where she has a compost and collects rainwater and she's just too cute. You guys, I hope you've loved this episode. It is a little bit longer than our normal episodes, but Hopefully you found a lot of value in it. I sure did. Every time I talk to you, I just get so energized. I keep thinking of, oh my gosh, how can I make my business better? So I just really want to thank you for your time and coming on here and sharing your skills and knowledge with our industry because I think our industry is really... We get overlooked a lot. And we also don't get the credit of being a real quote unquote business. People just are like, yeah, whatever, you know? And people like you really help come in and educate us and inspire us to be better. So thank you. Thanks for having me. The important part is to really elevate your business. And you do that by making sure all of your systems are in place. It's a true honor. Thanks for all that you do. And for the opportunity that you've given me the past few months to connect with your people has been seriously a true honor because they're all amazing and super unique to the industry. And no business is the same. And you know, I get I get asked that a lot of, are you going to put this business? And it's like, no, this is all original content based on your voice, your business, your goals, and what vision you want for your company. So thank you so much for all that you do for everybody and just being available and literally everything. You have been like a game changer in my business to elevate me to a different level of just the expertise and putting me in front of the right people. So I appreciate you. My pleasure. My pleasure. I love your point. I know we're supposed to end this, but I I love your point because I think that is probably what a lot of people are thinking like, oh, well, are you using content from company A to company D and company C to company B, you know? And like Liz was saying, it's not that because like what we talked about at the beginning, you guys, while we all 
have the same end goal, the way that we accomplish it and the experience that we give to our inner and outer operations, our clients and our employees is drastically different. You guys, this has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Please don't forget to like, subscribe. And if you loved this show, which I hope you did, go ahead and tag Liz and I and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.